Welcome back, Legends. You're on with the Doc Supercoach podcast. We've got a lot to get through tonight, so we're going to get straight into it. This is Cheeso. You're on here with Houston as well. How are you going, Houston? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Bloody oath we do. Let's get through this. Ins and outs this week. Outs. Fife. Gray. Wingard. Tom Lee. Tom Ruggles. Just Alex Rance. Makes me want to cry, mate. It certainly does, mate. Like, particularly considering half of those are from your side. Matthew Suckling. T- Matthew Lobie. <laughs> no, mate. Okay. It's all fun and games here, but there's no bloody way you had Matthew Lobie. No, I didn't have him. No. <laughs> That's all I thought. Um, but look, Inns. Christian Petrarca, Ben Keys, we've got the two big, two big rookie ins that yeah. have um, they've finally come in. Is are they going to be our saviors, or is Christian Petrarca going to come out and get twenty four? You never know. <laughs> no, there's no way he's going to come out and get twenty four and get unless he gets injured. If he had the sub vest this year and he come on the final quarter, he'd still beat twenty four. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't doubt it. Um, the only other real notable ins this week, you've got Alia Alia playing his first game. Um, Jay Gresham, Bubble Boy, he's mm-hmm. uh, a downgrade option. Brett Delidio, come back in for the Tigers. Down Prestia's in for Gold Coast Suns. You got Lovell and Howe in for the Hawks. Lovell's actually um, a good rookie to be looking at, an absolute yep. weapon. And then um, you got Ryan Crowley and Nick Graham. Ryan Crowley is named on an extended bench. I think Nick Graham is as well. Yeah, cool. So this week. Yeah, obviously the most pressing issue was five. We did discuss a couple of options with that earlier in the week uh, yep. with Jordan and um, Geary, but today we've just copped the grey and the wing guard. Yeah, I I didn't see this coming. Let's let's just clarify, it is Robbie Gray that yeah. has a hamstring injury and could be anything up to three weeks they're reporting. Yeah, mate. <laughs> just, it's one after the other, but we're here to work this out. Delete team and start again? That's right. So that's what I was going to say. But um, so you stole my thunder. No, I reckon with Robbie Gray, you can go one of two ways. You can, if you've got five five as well, you can waste two trades getting him out. Mm -hmm. I've got Robbie Gray in my team. I'm going to hold him. Now, I would generally not hold somebody for three weeks that's a premium. I I wouldn't hold them because I'd be losing too many points just sitting on the bench. I'm pretty happy with Petrarca coming in and the coverage I've got on my bench and the ability to be able to swing someone like Dustin Martin or Aaron Hall into my midfield. Mm-hmm. I can cover Gray. And then if worse comes to worse, a couple of weeks' time and it's, it's they push him back or something, I'll trade him out. But trading Fife and Gray this week just seems like too much to me. It's oh, it's burning so many trades, getting premiums in and out, in and out, just sideways in between them at some point. You know, people have had Fife, they've had Rocky, they've had Gray, they've had JJ, they've had these kind of guys. They might have they might have already burnt ten trades just sideways.ing That's it. And like you, with Gray sitting there as well, I guess one of the best things is that his his break evens one hundred and ninety five. So if you if it comes to a couple of weeks time, Tom Rockcliffe's absolutely ripe for the plucking. You can grab Pritis, who may have dropped a little bit, a little bit as well. I just don't think it's a week to get rid of Gray. Five, yeah, obviously trade him out. We're giving you the best options for him uh, earlier in the article during the week. You can discuss that, but yeah, Robbie Gray, I'm personally holding him. Yeah, cool. What well, uh, do you have? You have Fife as well, don't you? Yeah, I have Fife and I have Wingard as well. All right. 
let's um, let's just think about it for a second. Fife's had a periprosthetic fracture, which basically means his his fibula that had the plate in from last year. Yeah. Um, he's had he's had a fracture at, at at probably what we call the distal end, the lower end of that little metal sh- um, implant, um, which which has weakened the, a little bit of bone around it when the stress gets put on it, and so it's caused a fracture under duress. Um, so what they've had to do was take that plate out and put a big one in um, to cover the new fracture as well, and and all reports has gone well, but these are the injuries that he might miss a whole year. This is like not just super coach. This is bad football wise. Yeah, this is really bad. And I guess it was, it was good because it came against Carlton. No, 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 I won't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Blue boys got their first win. It was good, but nah, sad sight. He's a Brownlow medalist. He's one of the best footballers in the league. So if not the best footballer there is in the league, but yeah, it's, it's a sad sight to see. And, our super coach teams won't be the same this year without him. Well, we're just getting slaughtered with the injuries this year. Like, um, I I absolutely have. I, I, it's impossible to dodge all of these injuries. Like, it, we'll probably trade in um, someone like a Luke Parker or Dan Hanbury for Fife or something this week, and then they'll go down with a bloody broken leg or something like that. It's just so unpredictable. This this game can just kick you to the curb before you know it. Yeah, that's it. I want to go through a, a couple of options with you, and I want you to give me whether you should hold them or you should trade them, and yep. I'll go through the same. Shoot. Chad Wingard, he, he's got a concussion. Yeah, he, he had a bit of a delayed concussion. I think I, I don't think he really knew where he was after the game. Like He, he, he kind of, um, at the moment that it happened, um, you know, he, he got knocked around a little bit. But it was only later on that he got got the uh, the after effects of concussion, kind of like Chris Rogers did in the the Test match last summer. Yeah, um, it's you know, and if he missed a, a couple Test matches, let alone AFL. So, you know, Chad Wingard, this this is something could, that could really linger for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's the, the delayed concussions are the bad ones. That's it. He's break even. It's it's kind of a um. It's sort of a saving grace that he's actually out this week for for myself anyway because I've got his 434k. I started with him 500k, and he's now got a break even of 157. He's going to be bloody under 400k soon if he gets back on the ground in the mm. next couple of weeks. Which by that time, if he's if he's out for two weeks plus, I'm just going to have to move him on. It's it's it it becomes an issue of money. Yeah, because I'm I'm just losing too much. Yeah, and the thing is, taking your team for example, if you uh, are like Houston and have Robbie Gray, you ha- have Fife and Wingard. I think out of the three, you probably have to hold Wingard, don't you think? Oh, mate, um, yeah. Well, the thing is, he'll become a point of difference. Yeah, and then everyone will trade him in. Mm-hmm. So it's. If I get him out and then everyone's trading him in and then I'm losing behind as well because I don't have him in there and I've traded him down to a rookie, is that an awkward price at the moment? Then I'm going to end up behind. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I'd keep him in there. I did pick him for a reason, but um, I've got enough coverage in the forward line to, to keep him in there. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I'm looking at Wingard as someone that's averaged high 90s um, twice before. Over full seasons, I'm looking at him as a, a fallen premium to bring into my my forward line. So, um, people on the outside are probably licking their lips, going, "Chad Wingard's going to be a good F6, F7 at some point." So, I think you've probably got to build your team around him. 
yeah, yeah, lucky you. So <laughs> I wish I wish it was like that on my side of things. But yep. um, if you were to trade Wingard out, there's there's not too many options. I thought, like obviously there's options, but not in uh, his price range is what you're saying. Yeah, so it would he's have, dropped too much cash. It'd have to be a downgrade. You'd have to be even if you'd wait, hold off for a week, and then see how um, hold off for even a couple of weeks. If you're gonna trade him out. Uh, you'd have to hold off for a week, I guess, and see how Petrarca and Keys go. Yep. And um, yeah, I think two Petrarca now is pretty safe, but I don't recommend it highly. Yeah, you don't really want to get them in until they've played a couple games. As we said, Ruse is uh, just as likely to say Petrarca, you've done well, go back to the the VFL for a couple of weeks as he is to give him an extended run. Yeah, have fun there. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, Suckling's got to go, I think. Yeah, he's um yeah straight out. If you four weeks again, awkward price. You could could you take him down to one of the rookies from last week, or would you go straight? Would you what would you do there? I, I'm tempted. Kieran Burns still at 180k. You make a bit of money going from sucking to him. Is that? Do you reckon that's an off move? Well, there's there's limited options this week. A lot of people are looking at Tom Lee now. Tom Lee's been omitted and he hasn't even been left on the emergency list so I don't know if that's a resting or if it's a, a proper omission it'd be interesting to see if he plays VFL because if he doesn't play VFL it was definitely a resting or a management issue um, along yes. the lines of Tom Ruggles Tom Ruggles has been listed as a management and shouldn't play VFL um, but I could I could see someone going to a Darcy Byrne Jones he's probably the best one of the lot that I can see he's, he's probably up around 200k now at this stage but yeah, I think it's too much money trying to go from a Matt Suckling at around 400k or 420 or something like that up to. I mean, it's going to cost you a minimum 80 grand to get something decent. You got like a a Cade Simpson, a Matty Boyd, um, Hawley. All these guys are going to cost you 80 grand plus. Yeah, and not, yep. not yeah. Only thing sort of in that price range is Daniel Rich. So that's an interesting one. If you don't have him, he's 420k. So could be could be one to look at yeah. if you're desperate. Yep, um, and Elliot Yeo would be about four fifty or thereabouts, or um, give or take a ten grand. So he he could be uh, one to look at as well if you if you got a little bit of cash to spare. But there, so many injuries. Well, all right, what's the next one that you're going to chuck past me? Rance, uh, he's out for a couple of weeks. I'm, I would hold him if yeah, I had hold Rance. Um, Tom Lee, he's just going to sit there and loophole. For me, uh, yeah. there's nothing else I can really... He was so excited about Bruce Lee. I know, and then he kicked a hole through my heart. <laughs> it's, um... Judo chop to the balls. Yeah, no, just, ooh, ouch. But yeah, <laughs> um, got to hold him there, I guess, and see if he gets another game. You've seen what happened with Jade, uh, Jade Gresham. But like, I thought Tom, aka Bruce Lee, had a good, good game. Last week, he yeah. looked pretty good, but... Yeah, that's what lead, leads me to think that he's probably been managed... Yeah, just like Tom Ruggles being managed. So with Ruggles, you're keeping him. If do you, if you do you have him? At the yeah, moment? I've got Rugs. I've got the Rug Muncher. Rug Muncher. Yeah, well, I'm I'm holding him. Yeah, you got to hold him there. Um, handy thing, I guess, if you have a little bit of coverage, is just to use these guys as a loophole. Uh, I guess, yeah. If you if you don't have both of them, you use one of them as a loophole. Um, that's the only other out is Loby, really. So there's. Ooh, what would you do if you had Loby? Uh, we, Wrong answer. You would have already deleted your team. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was getting to it, mate. I, <laughs> it. 
um, yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, that this week, it's hard. It's, it's hard to watch. I'll go through a couple of ins with you. Um, see what you're excited for most. Mm-hmm. Petrarca, how do you yes. think? Petrarca is going to absolutely smash it. The boy's got a huge body on him. He's a number two draft pick. He was the uh, the best um, midfielder in his draft. He's been averaging 30 touches, a goal, and a bit of game in the VFL. He is ready and rearing to go. He might be still working on his tank, though, guys. So those people really wanting to get him in straight away, just keep in mind that he might spend a game here. Then get, Like Clayton Oliver, for example, has played a couple games, being managed, having a rest, going back to the VFL, coming back for a game, having a rest, things like that. And same with, uh, with Brayshaw. So... Um, those trying to trade him in before he's even played his first game, just keep an eye out for him because I'd be tempted to wait until he's on his bubble. Yeah, agreed. Um, Benny Keys. Nah, the, my boy. The the, the Dr. Supercoach, uh, we've taken him under our wing, even though Certainly he's only have. liked one, one comment ever. We're still, we're always trying to reach out to you, Ben. So if you're listening, I know you are, uh, hit us up. Give us yep. a shout out on Twitter to say we're I'm starting because of you boys. Yep. I'm starting out there. Justin Lepish, he needs me in Supercoach, and he listens to Dr. Supercoach podcast every week. Yeah, and, well, the, the, the uh, thing is, we know Leopard doesn't play Supercoach, because if he did, Benny Keys would have been in from round one. Yeah, mate. And Rockcliffe, yeah, mate. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to talk about Terrible. Him. Let's just play him up forward. Let's play our premium midfield up forward. That's a great idea, guys. Woohoo! I can notice... Um, Beams, Beams didn't get named this week. Apparently, he was in the mix, but no, he, he, he that that um, knee issue is just going to be a touch and go thing from week to week. They're never really going to know it's ready to go until it is ready to go. If that makes sense. Yeah, agreed. So I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps missing. If they keep pushing him back week by week, every, like every week we go through. David Mundy's back in for yep. Frio, so that's uh, he's obviously pretty high price at the moment, but um, could be one to look at in the couple. God, Frio need him, don't they? Oh, do they ever? He's six hundred and twelve k at the moment, and he's got a break even of a hundred and ninety nine. So, yeah, see him in a couple of weeks. He might be really, really good for the. He might take. be five hundred k. Yeah, and if if he's that, like this is somebody. They finished plus 600k last year. So, yeah, you'd be looking at him. He's in 0.6% of teams. So, it's, I'm yep. guessing that will change a lot throughout the season. That's exactly right. And uh, the, probably the big thing just to touch on now with uh, with Fife being out, I reckon that probably helps Barlow as we saw last week. Oh, didn't we say? How much did we say to hold Barlow? Yeah. and I'll, I'll give you a stat here, Houston. Since we told people to hold Barlow, guess what he's averaged? 90? 90? Hundred and three. <laughs> and what did you what did you get him in for? To average over a hundred. Mm. Well, we got him in to average ninety five plus that you thought could go a hundred plus, but to be averaging a hundred and three and if that's his average for the rest of the year, you know, wow we BT. Big boy. <laughs> Big boy. If he um if he gets looking looking at the moment on Supercoach, if he if he turns up again this week, he's gonna go up about fifteen Maybe even twenty k. He'll be back up near that five hundred k mark yeah. with another low break even, and then no longer a bargain. Yeah, his his break even's only sixty eight this week, and yeah, he's um. If you got him out, it's one of those things you don't want to burn a trade to get him back in. But that's exactly you, what we said. You might have to. Uh, it, it's just just rookie coaches out there that really should be listening to the podcast. 
That's it. I should be listening. No, I didn't trade him out. I didn't trade him out. Usually, I don't take my own information. <laughs> didn't trade him out, so that's good. Oh, I need, I need Michael Hartley. Nick Minute, Tom Lee. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gresham's back in, the bubble boy. Yep. So, he's got a break even of like three, I think. So, it's not, not going to make a heap of money. But if he goes out and gets a 60 or 70, you'll be looking at a negative break even the next week. So, go up a little bit as well. Um Alia Alia plays his first game for Sydney. Who? Alia Alia plays his first game for Sydney. I'm pretty sure. Mm. He's looking... Uh, Picked so. up in the 2013 draft, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Alia Alia. He's 123K. Um, one of the best names going around in the AFL. So you'd pick him as a... Um, as Just based on that, you'd really... He's already in 501 teams. There you go. 0.2% of teams actually own Alia Alia. Be interesting to see how many people got him in this week. How many rookie coaches are out there? Here we go. Traded. Oh oh my god! All right, Alia Alia has been traded in for Nat Fife thirty-five times. Oh my god! Matty D twenty-six times. All right, let's go through this. Darcy Parrish six times, mate. They did not. We're gonna have to stop the podcast. Sorry, guys. Man, this is ludicrous. I haven't, yeah, I didn't even notice that until now. Having a bit of That's insane. Yeah, fools. Delidio's back in to help the uh, Tigers. Ooh, the Tigers look terrible. I, th- I think the statistic was like fourteen, or like 12 or 14 of the last 16 games they've played without Delidio, they've lost. Yeah, he's, it's a really big part of the Tigers. So Everyone says, yeah, sorry. No, nah, that's all right. Good to see him back in because in a couple of weeks, we'll be licking our lips, ready to strike on Brett Delidio. Yeah. Only 610k, break even of 120. He's going to start pretty slow, I reckon. Yep. In a couple of weeks, might be able to pick him up 550 or even drop further. And the thing is, if you've been watching the, uh, keeping up with the, the AFL Supercoach page on Facebook, you'll know that Delidio is a good downgrade option in a few weeks. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, it'd be good. Good to see. Um, what else have we got? Dion Prestia's in. Not too much of a biggie. I guess that helps out Gablet a little bit. Now, Gaz, bringing that up. Mm. Calf. Is it burst blood vessel that I saw that he has in his calf? Yeah, he's just an old bloke. <laughs> That's pretty much it. But he's, he's deemed to play. So it, unless he's in a coffin six feet under, which will be the day that I go out as well, uh, I'll, you know... He'll still be starting on my team. He'll still be starting on my field. He's um he's in there for a reason. He's he hasn't looked a hundred percent all year, but he's still been doing pretty good. Yeah, he's getting no he's getting older. He's getting no cover in the midfield. Um, hopefully Dion Prestia passes his fitness test and gets in this week so he can give uh, um Gaz some backup. But did you notice he didn't even uh, strap his shoulder last week? Rocket League came out and said this week, "Hey guys, no one seemed to notice that he didn't strap his shoulder. Like his shoulder's fine." Wow. Yeah, so now his shoulder's all right, so his calf's gone. Yep. Still in a brown line. Yeah. Well, Still five's out of the Yeah, so have another one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Danger's got it wrapped up this year, I reckon. No way. <laughs> Parish? Oh. Yeah, Parish. I, might, I might put a sneaky 10 bucks on Parish. <laughs> um, got Lovell and Howe. Kieran Lovell, he's your boy. Yeah, Kieran Lovell's a Tassie lad. Um, I, I've, numbers off the top of my head, he averages... Uh, 35 touches, disposal efficiency uh, above 70, 75%. 
Um, contested possession rate above 40, around like 45, 50 in um, tack cup and things like that. He averages a goal a game, five odd tackles a game. Like the dude's numbers are ridiculous, man. Like this guy, you you know, keep a sneaky eye out as, um, you know, if he didn't play for Hawthorne, he would have been playing round one and any other side. But to get a, a get a gig this early for Hawthorne, this guy must be a jet. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, and... Crowley, not really a big one. Nick Graham as well. Um, anyone that had him, but blah blah blah. Um, this, I think, like just touching on Gray for one moment. Yep. We, if you're going to trade him out, who are you getting in? For on my side of things, if I'm if I'm getting Gray out, he's five hundred fifty thousand. You, you've got to looking at our article the other day on the um, the five trade ins. You've got to look at the similar options. Obviously, yeah. you don't have the luxury of going. Five, who's um, obviously priced quite quite highly, and you can pretty much go to anyone. You've got to look at a little bit cheaper options. So my my number one, if I could, if I could afford it, I would go straight to Lou Parker. Yep. Do you agree with that? Yeah, five eighty two, one hundred, uh, break even at one twenty. He's been averaging one hundred and twenty five point four so far this year. He's in a quarter of teams, like. This guy is is averaging higher than Gary Ablett so far this year, and in a, you know half the half the amount of teams that Gaz is in, like this guy's only had one like one game that below a hundred this year or something like that, has he not? Yeah, he's it's just he's gonna have like he's gonna be one of those players that if he stays fit and healthy and doesn't get knocked out to the next year, he's gonna. <laughs> He's just going to smash it every year. He's going to be a 110-plus guy from here on out, I reckon. At some point, he is going to knock himself out. We just need to know that. Yeah, I know. He's, he's one of those players. He's crazy. If you went for someone a little bit different, well, not different as such, he's been proven through and through for years, Scotty Pendlebury's 580K. It's not yep. not too bad of an option. I like I like Scotty Pendlebury. He's as consistent as they come. But is he having a bit of a downer this year? Um, he might have been suffering from an injury. They're re- really coy on that about why he's playing across halfback. I'd be really tempted to say that Bucks just invented a new role for him so that they could have the likes of Adams and Trelaw and um, these guys running through the midfield. So they kind of had Pendlebury across halfback and kind of they never really said if he was injured or why they were running him off halfback. I think that it's just a really good cover to say that he was carrying an injury just to go to cover up the fact that look, you know, we made a mistake. We had Pendleby across halfback, and that was a really dumb idea. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, Pete. Uh, yeah. But and I'm on the pause for a little bit here. That Buckley, uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, I guess Pendles has to uh, like he has to be there. He's been the ball winner. He's been yep. the slow motion cog of Collingwood mm-hmm. for years. You just have to have him in the center of the ground and you have to have him around every single possession because look at what he does just off off out of the top of the pack every single time. He's just he's such a good player and I think he's really being overlooked this year compared to the years prior because he's had a bit of a slow start. He's only in 20% of teams. Yeah. And 5% of teams have traded him out since the start of the year which is just rookie like this guy say We'll cover it in uh, probably Chizo's trades and stuff a little bit later. A shrewd trader could go a five to a Pendlebury, and Pendles is about to, you know, he's about to take off. We said two weeks ago 
that he was going to average 120 in the last five round to the buyers. And, you know, maybe he's just starting that run a little bit early. Yeah, that's it. He get, yeah, could be just getting warmed up. And uh, but, uh, he's break even at 105 and he's, he's averaging 107. Like, let's not sniff at 107 points average and he's having a bad year. Like, this guy, if you want him, you go now. You're not getting him cheaper. Yeah, that's it. Um, the a little bit of a point of difference option. I'm sorry, one of my best mates has this guy on his team, and he's absolutely killing it. It's Luke Shuey. He that is, is really left field. Very, very left field. You wouldn't realise it's actually averaging 107 with a lower score. With yeah, last week lower score of 80. Oh, he has had a lower score of 84. But he's uh, break even's ninety three. He's currently in one point two percent of teams. Jeez, being one hundred and seven at five hundred and sixty one k. So I don't know if you guys want a bit of a point of difference, have a bit of a look into him. He's he obviously he, he benefited with Pritis being out, but he's he's one of those things, one of those ones. If you take a take a punt on him and he comes through, and then um, one of the the likes of Parker or someone else like that gets injured and you've traded in someone like Shuey, then, you know, could be could be going ahead. I'm just giving you a little bit of a, a head start, you know? Yeah, no, that, that, that's that's one that I, I hadn't thought of, thought of. And, uh, you know, you scroll down the list of the, the top averages for the year and you just think, yeah, Luke Shuey, it's Luke Shuey, and then you just keep moving on. You don't really think that he's actually finally reaching his potential. Yeah, exactly right. I'll, um, He's gone... He hasn't been too consistent, but he's gone... 84, 96, 119, 151, and 85. So he can be an up-and-down player, but like 151, you see he's got the potential. But it's a very left-of-field pick, only if you're looking for a really, really big point of difference. Just thought I'd chuck that in there. Rightio, straight into the next section here, Houston. It's your We Have a Problem recap from last week. Cool. So last week it was Joe Jonas Joe. Uh, what's it even his name? Jay. <laughs> that's what we call it. JJ. We're getting JJ out. So we advised to go straight to a primo defender. <laughs> <laughs> so stop laughing at me. This is not okay. Right. Yeah. JJ. What did? You, what was your advice, mate? <laughs> so just straight to a primo defender. Don't ruin your structures. Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. This week the biggest problem was Fife we trade him out that's simple that's done you have to get him out he's gone for the season the next couple we've discussed earlier in Gray and Wingard Gray if you have cover and you want a point of difference keep him if you want to trade him out look at the same sort of options as Fife don't try and get really snazzy with it and try and I guess go down to cheap options. A lot of people getting in Mark Murphy, which will be a big a big one in the next couple of weeks, I guess, when he drops down a little bit more. But you just got to go for a like-for-like like player. you got Gray in there. Maybe just choose a point of difference. The other one is Chad Wingard. Like I discussed before, he's not changing in price. Everyone's going to start getting him in when he drops down a little bit more. Do you really want to waste that trade when you started with him to get him back in at the end of the year? i.e. Michael Barlow. Yeah, that's exactly right. And just touching on Murphy, I think Murphy's a bit of a 
trap, just in my opinion. He's only averaged above 105 once since 2012. Yeah. So Can't like, support him, mate. It, I know if, he, won't, he won't be there. He won't yeah. be there around the whole year. Yeah, so I think I think he's definitely got some value in the price in the 400 range, but I don't think he's dropped like way down towards like 410 or 420 that it's it's worth really jumping. Like it, I, I don't know the the price off the top of my head, but has he dropped that far as far as you know, Houston? He's at. I'll tell you the exact Houston's got price. the super coach gold. That's why you can hear the typing. <laughs> 440k. 440k. So four- yeah, 440k, and he currently has a break even of 121. So mm-hmm. if he was to say he comes out and gets 100 this week, he might drop about 10k to 430. But if he has another, excuse me, if he has another bad game and gets 70, it's going to mm-hmm. see him drop to almost 400k. It's going to be hard to say no to someone that's going to average 100 to maybe 105 at 400k, but. I think he's a bit of a trap, and too many too many people are going to go. Oh, that's a great idea. We'll all do this, you know. And I think he's going to be a bit of a trap, to be honest. Just in my opinion, though, I'm not going to go get Mark Murphy. He's a straight swap from Callum Mills. Would you look at it? Oh, if he's a straight swap from Callum Mills, you'd you'd be all over it. But um, hopefully that happens. I'm just going to be honest. I just don't like Mark Murphy. (laughs) He's the Carlton captain, mate, and I'm. I believe that he thoroughly should not be the Carton captain. So, um, yeah, not not for mine. But um, that that sums up Houston. We have a problem. Beautiful. You got All right. captaincy options, or am I taking the reins with that this week, buddy? Look, I I think you've been doing an absolute great job on tonight's podcast, Houston. I think you've been absolutely fantastic. I'm just going to uh, drop some names, and I just want you to. Just see what you can come come up with just to kind of help the community try and figure out exactly what we want. I probably think this week that against the Suns, back at Skilled Stadium, I think that Paddy Dangerfield is the number one option. What do you reckon? Paddy Dangerfield. He, I, I don't think you can go past him. 120 he averages against the Suns. 120.75. He's going to top that, isn't he? Yeah, I, I could see him easily going 140. It's just, it's just like, yeah. I, it's going to be the battle of the old versus the new. The old Geelong, Gary Ablett, he was there, everything. Yep. And Paddy Dangerfield's the new. It's uh, yeah, it's going to be a really good game. It's a pity they're playing in the same bloody game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to choose one or the other. I'm, I'm leaning for Dangerfield. Yeah, and... Uh... Danger's already had three games above 135 and two scores in the 160s. So coming up against a, a depleted Suns, like he's a very, very good option and should be pretty high. Um, all right, I'll throw another another name out. Toddy Goldstein. He was one of our captaincy options last week that we said definitely use that VC option. He he, uh, he popped out a 125 or something like that. So um, he's another good option uh, this week, do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, I, I think he'd be all right. He's playing, they're playing the doggies, and they don't really have, like last year, he got shut down, I think, by Will Minson. Will Minson absolutely played a blinder on him. But he's not there this year, so that really, really changes things. So I, I would look at um, Goldstein heavily for a Friday night VC, because it could be one of those situations that if you don't have him, the VC on the Friday night, and he goes 160, then the rest of your weekend's fived. Yeah, that <laughs> that was good. 
Yeah, I like you, it. You've, that been, the, you've been planning that all week, haven't you? I did that on the spot. Well, I wrote an article during the week saying who the five do we trade in. Yeah. So it just it just went straight from there. Yes, that was hot. <laughs> um, yeah, Toddy Goldstein with no Ruckman for the Bulldogs, I think he could easily put out a massive number. So if you if um, if you have him, definitely try the VC loophole into one of the other options. Someone from my team that I've had since the start is Dan Hangleberries. What do you what do you think about him as a possible captaincy option against Brisbane? Who's that? Dan Hangleberries, is that what yeah. you call him? Yeah. Yes, like Hangle that. Dangleberries. <laughs> um he averages hundred and one against Brisbane. So he doesn't average crazy, but we've had in the past there's been the averages have been no indication. Yeah. This guy's averaged hundred and seventeen this year, so he's never never done that before. So um yeah. I could see him going going berserk. He's uh he may face off against Rockcliffe in the midfield. That'd be a great matchup. Mm. Yeah, they they obviously won't be playing close checking. I still still think Rocky's being worked into it, and it's just important to think. Um, you know, if you've got a Todd Goldstein and um, Dan Hanbury's your, your next option that you want to go as a ruck as a uh, a captaincy option. He plays on the Sunday, so you can weigh up a few other options on the Saturday games and things like that. But he, as, as I mentioned, he's playing against the Lions, one of the easiest teams to score against. Um, so I'm, I'm really hot on Dan Hanbury, and that's probably one of the options I'm going to go. Um, Gary Ablett, you can't really look past him, even if he doesn't look quite 100%. Um, you know, he's still going 120-plus so far this year. I think it's, um, it's definitely... Uh, worth having a look at Gaz. Uh, the, the only problem is that he plays in the same game as Paddy Dangerfield, so you're going to have to make a choice between the two, aren't you? Well, I guess if you don't have one of the two of them, that would be a, um, an easy decision. So anyone that doesn't have one of the two, just yep. worth noting, Gaz actually averages 126 against Geelong, and he mm. aver- averages 122 at... Um, is it Spotless they're playing at, or Skilled Stadium? Skilled they're Stadium. both SS. Yeah, it's one of them. Yeah, one, spot, one the spotless is GWS, man. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, that's Skill yeah. Stadium. Average is 122 there, so... Yeah. I'll throw uh, um, Matty Prittis into the ring. They're playing um, against Collingwood, um, and I I didn't see enough from Collingwood last week to say that their woes are over. I think against the first half against Essendon was brilliant, but to be beaten by a goal in the, the last half of the game by Essendon just showed how much drop-off they had and their lack of intensity once the game was over. And they basically put the cue in the rack. And, you know, you really shouldn't be doing that if you're, you know, you know um, so far down the bottom end of the ladder. You should be really just trying to get that percentage back up and absolutely, like, grinding them into the dust. So I've got no... Um, I, I, I see West Coast absolutely smashing Collingwood this weekend. Yeah, same here. Um, one very... Uh, I noticed this when I was going through the stats earlier. A very sneaky little um, VC option. We've got on the Saturday, we've got Adelaide playing Fremantle and everyone's favourite player at 1.40pm, Michael Barlow, will be hitting the field. You're he, not. He averages 117 against Adelaide. <laughs> it what what if? <laughs> Just think about it. What if he comes out and gets one thirty or one forty against Adelaide because Fife's gone? Three Just- weeks ago, we were begging people to hold Michael Barlow. So just you know, use just some some super coach wisdom and just don't 
give in to your emotions and get rid of him because you're angry because you know the smart option is to hold a proven premium. And three weeks later, you're telling me that he's a captaincy option. He's a vice captaincy option. He's okay. Not, he's not there yet. but I he's feel like better about that. Vice captaincy option, yeah. I'm, 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 oh, I'm actually considering it myself. I need to make up some rankings. So it could, could be an option, but could backfire pretty bad with uh with the game straight after, uh, when, when's Geelong? Geelong and Gold Coast on Sun, uh, Saturday night, actually. So it could go nicely into the two, but yeah. don't think I can go past Goldstein for VC. Barlow named in the guts. So just to clear that up, he's not on the extended bench this week. He's named in the guts. They obviously want him back in there. They realise that they need him in the engine room. And all those guys that traded him out, guess what? This is probably the week you need to trade him back in because <laughs> from so, here he's only going to go up. He yeah. is now a bona fide midfielder and... You know, it's you win some, you lose some, and definitely Barlow is going to come back in, and that's just two trades you put down the gurgler for no reason. It ain't easy being cheesy. All right, guys, we're into uh, Cheezo's Tasty Trades, and there's only one person I want to talk about this week, and that is Nathan Bife. Who do we go to? We've touched a little bit on it beforehand, and I've got two top priorities for you, Houston. If you've got Nate Fife and you don't have either of these guys, you need to get them, and that is Paddy Dangerfield or Gary Ablett. You need these guys, do you think? You need both. You, you need both of them. If you don't have one of them, you'd have to go... Let's say you have Ablett, you have to go Dangerfield. If you have Dangerfield and don't have Ablett, you have to go Ablett. Yeah. You need one of the two of them. And... It, it really depends on exactly how you trade him because I definitely think these guys are must. Dangerfield in uh, 58% of teams, Gaz in 52% of teams are both averaging above 120. I am going to say something to you, Houston, and you're going to be sitting there gobsmacked. I don't have Patrick Dangerfield, and I'm going Fife to Scott Pendlebury. Mate, what is... Oh, you want me to explain it? I'm going to explain it, okay. So... A couple of weeks ago, we said Pendles is going to go big coming up to the buys. And I'm going to back my word, and I'm going to bring in Scott Pendlebury at the lowest price you'll pick him up this year. And I'm doing this. This is, this is a bit of shrewd trading because, yes, I think you need Dangerfield, but I think the fact that he's in 60% of teams, it's almost a point of difference not going um, Dangerfield because I reckon Pendlebury can match him, and Pendlebury's 70 grand cheaper. So I'm 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 going to bank that 70k and I'm going to use it with a little bit of DPP action. I'm actually going to upgrade Connor Menadu from my forward line, and I'm going to bring in Matty Boyd, who I touched in last week, and just quietly he went uh, above 110 from uh, Chizo's Tasty Trade suggestions last year, uh, last week. So last year, nice. That, yeah, no, I'm that far ahead of the curve, mate. <laughs> I can pick things up 12 months ahead of time. I like I like that thought about Pendlebury, but. Right. It, it lets me get see if I go Dangerfield, I can't get Boyd, and I have to settle for someone like a Biggs or someone like that. But if I go, you know, Boyd was the second highest averaging defender last year. If I get Pendles, who I think can really go one on one with Dangerfield until the buys, you know, bank that little bit of cash, and I go from Menadu to a Boyd, and Boyd is significantly better than the next defender that I can get. You know, that's a significant. Um, points advantage that I think I can make up by having a Boyd over a, a Yo, for example. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Um, my point of view, I guess, with it is that Dangerfield's currently averaging almost 130. So mm. That's what he's currently averaging. What do you yeah. think he can continue to average? Like, we've only ever had Swanee, um, Rocky and Gaz ever go above 130. 
you know, I, you know, is is um, Danger going to keep this up for the rest of the year? You know, he has he can go from one sixty one week to seventy the next week. Like that's something that these big guys just don't do. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I get where you might, I get, yeah. you know, get where you're coming from. Both valid points, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, getting pedals in is not a bad move at all. I'm trying to just separate myself from the from the same ideas that everyone's kind of going. Oh, we don't have Dangerville. Let's get him. So I'm just trying to throw some other ideas, and I have I have no problems backing myself um, against popular opinion to try and get him in. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Other options. Obviously, we're going to need a big gun, so we're going to need to look at the uh, very strongly look at the Hanabrys, the Parkers, uh, the Matty Prittises. Um, I've got two slightly different options, two or three. Uh, one of them I've already got in my team. I started with him. One was Joel Selwood. He's only currently in 7.4% of teams. He's probably going to increase after his a big 140 on the weekend. Danger is really helping Selwood at He's the moment. He's freeing him up completely. Bloody oath he is. And the thing is, like, the fact that you can save a hundred grand getting a Selwood instead of a Dangerfield, and over the last three or four weeks they're averaging very similar numbers. Like, you see, he, that's another shrewd choice if you, if you, you don't want to go. You, you've already got a Pendlebury or someone like that. They're exactly the same price at five eighty k. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling what you're throwing down. Hmm. You know, who would have thought that Joel Selwood would be a pod? <laughs> and he's someone that's... Like, if you look over his averages over the last couple of years, averages 110 for, I think, he's six seasons straight. Yeah, and he averaged he only averaged 124 two years ago. Yeah, he's, uh, he's not like he's out of his prime or anything. He just had a really down year last year. Yeah, he's there, like, was, there was no one else in the engine room to help him out. Now he's got danger. He's just thriving again. Averaging 112. Like, this is a guy... That right now he's averaging higher than Prittis, he's averaging higher than Scott Pendlebury, and he's only have eight shy of Gary Ablett. And he had no preseason. <laughs> Far out. Yeah. What are the other options that you're looking at? All right, you highlighted a couple earlier on in the week. You get all the credit for these guys. You're really, really hot on Callum Ward and Rory Sloan. Talk us through through those two there, mate. They're in 4.5 and only 3.1% of teams, Ward and Sloan. Yeah, I, I won't take all the credit. I, um, I'll let you know that on Monday, the Jordan and Geary spoke about these fellas, but dived into it a little bit further. Um, Callum Ward's currently 578K, break-even of 112. He's averaging 115 this year. Um, he's only averaging... Uh, sorry, owned in 4.5% of teams. So just to think about less than 5% of Supercoach owning him, uh, it's a big point of difference. Um, So over the last five years, he's played 20 games in each season. So like over 20 games. So his durability is a huge bonus. And then um, 2014, he averaged 112, which is you'd be really happy. That's great. Yeah, that is... There's a really good score um, to have to finish off the year with, and then he dropped down a bit, little bit last year. So he sort of sort of got down out of everyone's radars. But at the moment, he's looking like a good finish plus six twenty k. So um, bit of a bit of a bargain, also a bit of a risk. But I I really like Callum Waters as a selection. 
Yeah, and just to touch on Callum Ward before we get on to Rory Sloan, Callum Ward is one of those guys, you know how when you think about a, um, a Gary Ablett or someone like that, they score 120 in Dream Team and a 130 or 140 in Supercoach, or you know, a Pendles, they get 110 in Dream Team and a 120 in Supercoach. Callum Ward put up 100 and, almost 140 last week or the week before off an 88 Dream Team. That is ridiculous. Yeah, this guy is ridiculous. If he starts increasing those numbers as GWS start to mature, this guy could easily, easily push 120. I agree. And, yeah, it, like with the with Trelaw out of there as well, you just don't know how he's, yep. what, what that's going to do. Obviously, he's, he's averaging 115 so far. So it's been only good results coming up from 106 last year. Yeah. And uh, as you mentioned in your article, um, in a period of uh, seven rounds last year, he averaged 123. Just in a little stretch to show that he can do it over a period of time. It's crazy. He's a, yeah, he's a good option. Great pod. And just touch a little bit on Rory Sloan there, mate. Do you think he's starting to come back into a bit of form? Yeah, I think he, there was a bit of an adjustment period with Danger gone, um, and he's fallen, fallen a little bit. But um, Rory... He's proven as a plus 600k player, so I think he's at his basement now. He's at 544k with break even of 79. Mm. Owned by 3.1% of the competition, um, averaging 102. There's there's no doubting, no doubt he's a gun. Yeah, like last year to start the year, he averaged 140 over the first three rounds. Then in round four, he copped a, I think, I think he copped a hit to the head, and then onwards. Smashed his face into ten pieces. I oh, know. He, yeah, he sustained a, a couple of horrific injuries, and um, like the year before, in twenty fourteen, he averaged one hundred and fifteen. Yeah, the dude can do it. He he's he's proven he's proven through and through, and he's at a basement. So I'm, yeah, that's who I'm going to this week. I'll I'll let it, let it loose. I reckon I'm going to go for a five to Sloan. Yeah, and the inside word is that you're going to Sloan primarily because he's got probably the hottest misses in the AFL um, girlfriends. No, no, I didn't, never said that one. Oh, That's well, a- well, you obviously <laughs> haven't been watching the red carpet for the brown locust. She's smoking. Mate, you, fun fact, my, my uh, girlfriend, her cousin is actually Belinda, the one you're speaking about at the moment. Oh, so you can, you can, link, you can link me up. No, no, no way. Oh, this is great. It's family soon. Just family. <laughs> All right, mate. Thanks for helping out on Cheezo's Tasty Trades. It's a bit of a uh, a two-horse effort tonight getting through all this detail. I love it. Good teamwork. Anytime. Um, the only the quick last thing we'll go through is a, um, a very short team review. Uh, mm-hmm. We've heaps of submissions this week, and this one we've chosen is from Baxter Tilly. So thanks, Baxter. Baxy. Yeah, doing really well. Uh, was ranked number one in the league for last couple of weeks, but it's moved back to fourth this round. Yep. Currently ranked 754th overall. Beautiful. So tips to crap, uh, crap, crap, to crack the top 500 at least. So um, looking at the team itself, I'll go through it really. Yep, run through it. Yeah. So back line, Heath Shaw, Rory Laird, Jacob Weedering, Marcus Adams, Matty D, Darcy Byrne-Jones, Michael Hartley and Tommy Ruggles. First thoughts of that, you need to get another premium in there. Yeah. By the way, this uh, Baxter has 312k sitting on the bench and has used one trade this round, so got 23 trades left. Yeah. 
midfield, Paddy Dangerfield, Dan Hanabry, Gary Ablett, Luke Parker, David Zaharakis, Paddy Cripps, Tom Libertore, Callum Mills, Ben Kennedy, George Hewitt, Ryan Davis. That midfield's almost set. Yeah, that's beautiful midfield, hey. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, you got everything right in the midfield, in my opinion. Rux, Gorn, and Nicknat, good choice. Yeah, I, great um, choices. Hard, hard not having Goldie in there, um, but they're doing the same job. Gorn's going amazingly at the moment. Yeah, uh, 123.4 average, that's ridiculous. <laughs> killing it. Yep. Um, if you had to start with the Gornstein combo, you'd be pretty happy. Yeah. Um, Mason Cox on the bench, he scored a nice 75 for you on the, uh, on the bench there, so he'll make some cash. Yep. Forward line, um, pretty standard. Aaron Hall, Zach Merritt, Michael Barlow, Daniel Wells, Sam Courage, McDonald Tip and Woody, Mitch Brown, Sam Grimley. A lot of Essendon players, mate. Must be one of your mates. <laughs> no, that's just where the value is this, this yeah. year, mate. And I am a little concerned that Zaharakis and Merritt are going to drop away. Um, but another thing that I noticed is that another team going really well didn't start with Dustin Martin. Yeah, true. That is right. Yeah, that's been a big trap this year just yeah. doesn't and he's just he's not there he's he's not like his head's not in the game yeah it has been uh, really disappointing if i could make one change to this team i've got it in front of me so i can see it but looking at the back line you've got d burn jones hartley and ruggles and 315k available yeah. and weedering as well but you only have two primos yeah. i would a hundred percent go from d to a primo this yeah. week and he, he he's querying his um he wants to go D to a premium defender like a Simpson Boyd or a Rance. That's um two out of three of the guys that we named last week. Simpson went one twenty, Boyd went one twenty, so uh, we're happy with those. He either wants to go Kennedy or Mills to a premium midfielder or to a Petrarca. He's not sure which one. And he's looking at going um, Tipper to a premium forward like Martin Zorko or Dahlhouse. Out of those options, Houston, what do you think is probably the best? I'm leaning towards upgrading that back line. Yeah, you have to. There's there's two two primos in there. They're, all it takes is the rookies to have a bad week. Yep. That's it. You, you just get a crap score. So I'm... Um, I'm going to... Oh, that's both of our guys. I bought in Simpson this week. You bought in Boyd, Boyd this week. They're both our boys, so I um, have to... Well. Are we the only uh, the only footy podcast that actually back up what they suggest? That's, yeah. that, that, that's another thing, because everything that I've said on the podcast about what I want to do with my team is exactly what I've done. Yeah, that's it. It's, uh, I, I would... I would probably take Simpson. You'd take Boyd. So yeah, and neither you, you, you you pick Simpson just because of the colour of his jersey, though. Or because he's averaged between 92 and 95 for the last 10 bloody years straight. And didn't want to go Boyd because he's averaged above 100, and, well, 100 for the last decade. And he's got blue and white on his jersey. <laughs> that's, blue what red, that's what I thought. Yeah, so I think for, for this one, mate, I would be looking at upgrading a D or a Wheatering. Um just because I think that you need um, to start fixing the structure up a little bit more. I don't think you can have um, six out of eight players being rookies in your back line. You need to start covering those gaps. If you've got Wietering, Adams, D, Darcy Byrne-Jones all on the, the, the backfield, um, you really need to start covering those gaps. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. And with Petrarca, that was mentioned there, but you can wait with Mills, Kennedy. Yep. Petrarca, yeah, a couple of weeks. And the, the the thing for me is, this is just a, um, you've got um, Kennedy, Ben Kennedy in the midfield. 
I th- I like that the the DPP is open. You could really just go wait a couple of weeks, go Kennedy to Petrarca, keep that DPP open. Um, I I'd have absolutely no dramas having Petrarca in the midfield or forward. You know, but ideally this guy is going to kill it. So if you can get him in the forward line, so you can have him on field as like a an F six, that'd be absolutely sublime. Yeah, what it's about now as well is because your ranking's so high, you want to be able to not go too extreme with the differences, but you want to be able to get that point of difference in that'll make make a change. So looking at someone like like Cade Simpson or Matthew Boyd's really going to give you a, a good edge there. I'm getting early. Yeah, exactly right. So they're, they're owned by a smaller amount of people than you would look at with a Rance and a Hooley and those those sort of guys. You're you're separating yourself and this high actually if you're if you're 754th you've got a chance yeah yeah you got you got a serious chance particularly with 300k in the bank and things like that and if you're going a d to a boyd this week that's only going to cost you two hundred and eighty thousand dollars so that's that that's your legitimately your first upgrade um for the for the for the year i guess um, but I just want to point out, if you didn't start with Zach Merritt and Zaharakis and you've upgraded to them in the last couple of weeks, I'm just a little bit concerned you're kind of chasing last week's points or the hype guys of the round. So um, just make sure, just because um, Merritt and Zaharakis are going well, don't just jump on them because if we're honest, Zaharakis probably isn't a top eight mid that you really want to be jumping on. Um, I don't really see him averaging 115 for the rest of the year. And I think... We're going to see a lot of a lot more blowouts like against Collingwood, and when he only scored 82, and Merritt was used more up forward and only scored 53. So, I'd be really wary about just jumping on these guys because they are having a good period or something like that. If that does that make sense, Houston? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. You you need to be weary. Uh, I think that with what we're looking at, you yeah, they these guys could easily drop down. So um, yeah, you got to. Yeah. Got to keep an eye open for those and maybe leave a corrective trade just sitting there in case Zara starts going downhill. Yeah, I mean, Zara is going to be fine, bench cover, but you don't want him on field at the the end of the day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that's that's sort of what I'm touching on with Murphy as well because everyone's going, oh, Murphy's going to be absolutely brilliant, get him in, and then they have him stuck at, you know, M7, M8, and then they're losing points towards the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, don't use them, so... Yeah, um, I think that's that's a absolute um, brilliant team, and mate, you're set in an absolutely prime position. A lot of people this high pointy end tend to burn through their trades quite quickly to keep up to the pack. Um, just keep in mind, it's all right to drop to around the thousand mark and things like that, just to kind of bank a trade, get yourself through the buys, and then hit the the home the home stretch. Because I, I guarantee you, it happens every single year. A guy's leading. Um, at round 15, round 16, and they, you know, to keep ahead, they trade this guy and they trade that guy, and they realise they get to finals um, the last four rounds with only two trades left, and then um, the general hits and and um, injuries hit, and then they just finish 200th, and their whole year is wasted because they just hit it too hard with the trades. You got 23 left. I've currently got 26 left. Just just keep keep it all in perspective. Don't burn them too quickly. Is all I'm saying. That's it. And I think that wraps it up for this week. That's an absolutely brilliant podcast. Sorry we had to rush through it so quick, guys. We didn't have quite a lot of dramas. It's getting to 11 o'clock now, and usually we have the podcast done by 9. 
Yeah, it's uh, but hopefully it's enjoyed. It was a bit on the fly, so give yeah. us your feedback. Always um, give us a few comments on the old Facebook and. Yeah. Um, always keep sending those reviews for you through Dr. Supercoach with a DR at hotmail.com. Keep yeah. sending them through. We'll review your team and give you, hopefully, help you get up to the top of the ranks. Yeah. Um, and just before we go, Houston, I'm not sure if you've still got Supercoach open in front of you. Do we have a new leader in the Supercoach group at all? Please tell me it's not Trev jacking himself again or um, Cheeky Poos or whatever it was last week. Oh, Although my... we love you guys. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Cheeky Poos, still on top. Yeah. Eight. Aiden's still on top. He's uh, scored 2,199 last round, and he's currently edging out Peter, who owns Heat Check. He's edging him out by 26 points. So his total scores mm-hmm. 1,100, no, 11,333, and his overall rank is 61. Cheeky poos. Mate, Aiden, get in touch with us, mate. That's absolutely brilliant. We love you. And you obviously, um, we'd love to see how your team's going and, and the structures and stuff that you've been, that you started with, just to kind of give the community an understanding of what it took to uh, um, get to the point that you're at right now. Because um, at the end of the day, that's what we're all interested about, just learning from our mistakes so that we're right next year. Here you go. I can tell you one thing. No Martin. Started with Gornstein, started with Ward. Well, there you go. Points of difference. Um, and <laughs> yeah. you don't have the guys that were sputtering up. Did he have Barlow? He, do, he does have Barlow. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. But yeah. I think uh, Dustin Martin makes up for that. He started with Dalhouse as well. So averaging 110 in the forward line. Yeah, so they're, they're obviously the big points of difference that everyone went, oh, I really wanted to start Dalhouse, but I just thought, I just had a, a feeling about Martin. And sometimes the, the feeling in your waters is wrong. Yeah, that's right. But right, um, Dalhouse, target for the end of the year. Anyway, we're rambling. Let's wrap it yeah. up. All right, mate. Uh, good to hear from you, Houston. Uh, I'm sure I'll get a cheeky text with you on the weekend when our teams are absolutely suffering and we just want to have a uh, uh, piece of chocolate cake and just cuddle each other. <laughs> or will we have called it again? <laughs> will Michael Barlow come out and get 140 against Adelaide? Will Todd I- Goldstein get 160 uh, against the Western Bulldogs? And uh, just letting you know that Darcy Parrish racked up another 20-plus disposal game and he hasn't gone below 20 disposals yet. Cool. Thanks, mate. Needed that one. Go the Blue Boys. Catch you later, guys. See ya.